You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am joined tonight by Wendy. Hello. Ariana. Hello. A.K.A. Moon Willow. And Chris. Hi. Austin is also here. Um, he is on the opposite side of the microphone and may not come across as clearly. Hello. <laughs> right. How's everybody doing? Good. I am well. <laughs> I understand some of you had kind of like a, like a ladies' day out today. That's, um, always, that's always fun. It wasn't really a ladies' day out. Oh, no. Um, it was like a couple hours. Okay. It was a, we kidnapped Austin and forced him to have, quote unquote, fun. Yeah, which really was just me <laughs> sitting, glaring at children. But you hate fun. Exactly. I don't know why my friends don't know the this. the witch fest. <laughs> yeah, where a whole bunch of Mormons, like, yes. get dressed up as witches, and they're like, hey, this is so fun. I was going to say, did they even get the witchiness right? No. No, no yeah. of course not. It was very much the pointy nose, green yeah. skin. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. We're witchy, and I'm like... You want to be. You're capitalizing off of my spiritual system, but that's fine. Nah. It's fine. Well, they also probably don't realize that those stereotypical uh, images of witchcraft are, like, rooted in, like, old school, like, racism and misogyny and things like that. They don't understand that shit. So. Well, of course not. And yeah. even if they did, they don't care. Anyway, um, so. Okay. And then children, and then I <laughs> had a fit... Okay. Did he have a fit? He did. He did. He had money. <laughs> oh, you'll have to fill me in on this later. Basically, there was a woman who had the annoying teacher voice. <laughs> the cackle. Like, the, the very nails on chalkboard. You oh. could tell that she can get the, the attention of a room simply by going, Hi! And you're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and she just kept talking and talking, much like I am right now. And finally, I had it, and we were getting ready to leave, and she opened her mouth one more time, and I just thought, I was like, shut the hell up. And um, I may have sent a little bit of a wave of nasty at her. X-wave. Because the drinks on that side of the table fell onto her. So, you know. Fact. Um, <laughs> That's a thing, and that, I felt, does, does I was channeling my Nona. <laughs> yes, a WF, a witch a fit. A witch fit. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I was channeling my Nona, and I was like, oh, look at that. Okay. He did it. You did it. Oops, well, well he done. did it again. <laughs> our our topic tonight um, is, and this is kind of a fun, like this is kind of a bonus episode for the podcast. Um, those of us who are gathered here, um, we're going to... We're gonna share some ghost stories. We're gonna we're gonna share some real life. I want to repeat that these are real life experiences that have been had by the witches in this room. Um, and I think it's kind of fun to talk about these things because it's a very different conversation when you are a witch or a magical practitioner, right? Like, you know, people every you know regular people you know talk about uh, you know their experiences with uh, you know the supernatural, the paranormal, right? Um, and then you've got uh, just a very different take on these kinds of things when it comes from someone who is a magical practitioner of some kind. It's, um, it's just, it's kind of cool to get that different take and, um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so hopefully this will be a fun episode. Um, so who would like to go first? I will. All right. Let's, let's hear it. So Ariana, tell us, tell us about your experience with the, the supernatural, a experience, one, one of your experiences with the one supernatural. One of them. Um, so I think this is actually, I think the first one I can really remember 
so I was living at my parents' house in Arizona, and I think it was about the time I was in college years ago. Um, and, like, every night I kept having the same dream. Or at least it would be, like, in a different context, but at some point it would end up in the same spot. So the first one I remember is, like, this puppy entered in and, like, you know me, I love animals, so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm puppy. And then it just, like, turned and, like, evil and just, like, oh. latched onto my arm and just, like, wouldn't let go. And it's, like, I, in my dream, I could tell it was, there was something wrong with it. I was, like, this is a bad, demonic even, whatever you, however I wanted to translate it in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. To the point, like, I started beating it because I'm, like, it needs to get off. <laughs> but, and then I also remember a broom falling over. Oh. Um, and I, d- didn't realize the symbolicness of that till later in life, but um, then I remember like this male spirit. Oh, sorry, just a mailman. I later not not the mailman. Mail man. The mailman. <laughs> what do you a man you? that is male. <laughs> okay, so not like a postal worker. No. Right? Oh, okay. All right. Because okay. uh, okay. they had like a wife beater on. It's like I don't know. I kind of saw like the silhouette of them. Not really. Didn't get the details of their face or anything. Just man. Okay. Standing outside in the driveway, just kind of almost having this arrogance about him. Alright. Um, and then later being inside my house, seeing these arched windows that we had. Um, and then this, like, the best way I can describe it is, like, head-wise, because I only saw the head, okay. is Mothman-esque. Oh. I don't think it was Mothman. Okay. But it was, like, almost like it just popped up. I remember the glowing red eyes, and, like, to this day, I do not like glowing eyes. It okay. freaks me out. Yeah, we, we've been out with you in certain situations where something like that's popped up, and you've been like, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and then, so it pops up in this the arched part of that window. So, okay. like, in my parents' house, that's the only thing that's not covered by blinds, and okay. I hate it to this day. Yeah. Uh, but it pops up in the corner, and every time I would just feel this rage inside me and go mm. up to the window and just start banging on it, like, screaming at it to leave. Okay. Um, and then I would wake up at three in the morning mm. and feel like something was watching me. And so I'm just like laying on the side of my bed, just like, oh my God, please just go away. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and then I would go to sleep. This happened three nights in a row. Okay. And I always woke up at three in the morning feeling like something was watching me. And, uh, to the point where I can't remember what happened in the second dream or even the third dream, but at the same time I walked into the first one was my bedroom and it popped up in that arch window. And even in our living room, there's an arched window and that happened again. Um, once again, ran up to it, screaming at it, just full of rage. Like I even remember the rage and you know me, I don't get mad. Like I have a hard time expressing that emotion. So it's always weird to see that in a dream for me. Um, And then I think the third time it was in the bedroom again. But I don't know. I just found that so strange. Just, and I wasn't sleeping very well, obviously. So, like, I think the fourth night I'm like, do I even want to go to sleep? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now, and it's like, I don't see this as a scary thing, but I do know for a fact there is a spirit in my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of one of those more parasitic spirits. I don't know if it's ancestral. I haven't really like looked into it or delved into it more. One, I don't live with my family, and 
yeah. they can pray it away. So, okay. uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if it were a parasitic thing, I mean, it probably wouldn't be ancestral in nature, mm -hmm. I would think. Yeah. Okay. So, and the reason I think it's parasitic is because of my family's health issues. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. And how I think when, because I think I've even talked to some of you about it, and you've always said there's something attached to my father. Yeah. Which I'm like, eh, makes sense. <laughs> so, have you had in the years since? Because it sounds like this. You know, you say this was a few years ago or several years ago. Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> Have you had any kind of recurring experience? Has, has, have you had? No. And okay. what's interesting, I actually just remembered this, both me and my younger brother are the only ones who would have consistent sleep paralysis in that house. Mm -hmm. And the moment we moved out, it went away. Okay. So oh. it, yeah. <laughs> so it's... That's fascinating. And I know a couple instances have happened to my other siblings, but not as much, because I think it was just like, oh... Okay, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, a, I have a question. You talked about the rage being uh, uncommon for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it was projecting its rage into you, trying to manifest or shed that rage through you? I'm not entirely sure because it's it's funny, like how much this dream like affected me. I think I also kind of just like shoved it into the corner and every now and then I'm like, oh yeah, this happened. <laughs> that happened. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I was just curious. But no, it's like, I should do like a dream interpretation thing on it because there are some things, like I said, the broom falling over, mm -hmm. I think was that the spirit being like, I'm here now. Hi. <laughs> and gotcha. me being like, Hi. oh, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe some sort of like regressive work or something. I mean, if you really felt the need to, to dig into that more. Or who but, knows? Maybe it could have been a helpful spirit being like, uh, you have rage. Use yeah. it. Well, and, that's, and that's a fair point Absolutely. to make because sometimes those things that we see, you know, we, we talk a lot with people who, you know, have experiences with like shadow people, mm -hmm. you know, other like similar kinds of, of entities or energies. And, um, you know, and very often these spirits, they can appear to be, uh, you know, scary. They can be frightening um, and, and be, you know, not harmful at all. You know, they can actually be, you know, trying to do good for us. A lot of the time, right? So it is. It is interesting to consider. Mm -hmm. You know that, like, with at the time, that was something that was <coughs> scary, and and obviously had you feeling quite a bit of anger. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What about you, Wendy? Any commentary? She's like, any I wasn't listening comment? at all. <laughs> of course, I was. No, I'm just. I know you've talked to me about that window before, and I wonder where that rage comes from in that window. Hmm. You know. I wonder where it comes from. Oh, I don't know if it's necessarily the window. It was almost like this spirit creature, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Almost like I think Chris said projected it or something, or it was just like, oh, those are emotions that you're hiding. Okay, However you want to yeah. see it, like it just out, okay. brought it out. Yeah. And it was like me or like Austin seeing children. Nothing can match my rage of children. <laughs> So they don't scare you, right? They just make you angry. They make me want to... Vomit with rage. <laughs> exactly. Um, so and one of the other things I want to talk about, since since Ariana shared um, her story, is the details of what of what she yes. saw with that. It's interesting to me that in across the world, in so many different cultures, and regardless of spiritual belief, um, and I'm sure, you know, things like, you know, our media, you know, play some 
you know, have some degree of involvement here, you know, movies, Hollywood, these kinds of things, at least in the way that they portray the supernatural. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's interesting to me that you hear so much about people, like there are so many connections and associations to different um, spiritual entities, these things that have like, like big red eyes. Like that's mm -hmm. one of the things that always st stood out for me when people would talk about their encounters with Mothman. You know, the Mothman as a cryptic. That's like the only the way, yeah. Yeah, like those it's, the big glowing red uh -huh. eyes. Well, it's almost like um, it's a historical thing that goes down through the past, and that's just one of the things that everyone still remembers, and they mm -hmm. describe it about any kind of yeah. creature monster. It's like, that's one of the things they remember, because it's yeah. so... It's like, well, it's well, like it lives in our unconscious. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that part of that also <clears throat> comes from um, just our animalistic nature. I mean, speak for yourself. Predators, <laughs> their eyes reflect and refract light and make it look like they're glowing. And so, obviously, as humans, our eyes don't do that. And so, when we see that, mom's eyes do that. Except <laughs> for when you get taken in a picture and you have a, a really old camera. I love those old pictures. Your yeah. eyes reflect yeah, the red. Orange, it's like, it's, the, it's during the demon, the demon tragedy of the 1980s. <laughs> there was no trash where everyone retake. was fighting yeah. us. Everyone was possession. possessed before the 1980s. Yes, I love those pictures. Um, <laughs> but, <coughs> sorry. Those, those, it, it, it almost like it, it triggers our flight, fight or flight response. And red in nature is a color of danger. Yes. Mm, you know, right. if red next to black, venom black, red next to yellow will kill a fellow. Like those colors that are usually that pop, that have that pop are a warning. And so on a subconscious level in our id, in our primal self, something tells us danger, Bill Robinson, danger. And so I, I, I find it fascinating. I would agree. And you know what's interesting is I have that yellow color thing, but it's uh, red next to white, it's all right. Red next to black, get back. That's what I remember for some reason. I don't know if it's accurate. Well, that's for snakes, though, right? For kids. Yeah, yes, for I snakes. Remember, I remember yes. that. We're talking about snakes, folks. Well, red next to black Danger is noodles. also venom black yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So it but depends. what do you think about the number three being consistent in that? What? Because I had the dream three nights yeah. in a row, and I always woke up. At three in the morning. Okay, that three in the morning is interesting because that that's kind of ties in a whole lot of like that that witching hour mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? Pastorization um, of the Trinity, three, three <laughs> spiritual activities. Yeah, I think, I, I think like any kind of spiritual activity yeah. seems to happen around three. Yeah, well, but also like numerologically, or um, yeah, numerologically. I mean, three pops up in so many different traditions, right? Are you on your phone? Uh, there was a notification for the shop. I, I was like, what? Um, anyway, three pops up in so many different situations, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we see threes everywhere in both. Three, 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 make a wish. Gross. <laughs> um, Angel number. You already made me deal with children today. Please don't make me deal with spiritual children. Well, it's an that, that's an avatar number, though. So remember, we talked about that on a prior mm -hmm. episode. I think when you get to duplicates of the same number for 11s, 22s, and 33s, you're not supposed to reduce those anymore. So I love these people when they're talking about like, I see 333 or 1111, 11, 11 everywhere. And I was like, okay, nah. <laughs> like, uh, like, like, please burn your Doreen Virtue angel cards right now because you have filled your head with bullshit philosophy mm -hmm. and spirituality. You know, if you study numerology at all, you will know you're not supposed to break those numbers down past 11, 22, 33, 44. It's two digits. Two digits. 
Ah, people, get it together. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I think we pushed the button I, I on Mike. Well, someone, I think I have to return that his button. Christmas gift. I got him the angel yeah, oracle yeah. from Dorian Gray. Are they the romance angel yes. with Raphael? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Did I'm you so get kidding. the 333 <laughs> wrapping paper? Oh, no, I did three colors. Okay. There you go. I'm going to do three bows. There you go. You guys, you know me so well. <laughs> Alright, so Chris make me violently ill. What about more so than children? I'm already sick with children and now this is just on top of well, it. Well you it's shouldn't like have eaten, eaten so many. You should have eaten they should have shut the hell up is what they should have done. <laughs> the rule is you always stop at one, Austin. What if they're <laughs> small? What if they're smaller? <laughs> they were all small. If they're really they small, you adorable. can have two and save no, one for No, They later. were not. Yes. Ew. <laughs> the one looked cute with her little outfit. They were all decked up in witch garb, so they were cute. Ew. <laughs> They're really sticky. Chris, yes. Do you have a ghost story you would like to share? I have a story to share. It's not a ghost story. Okay. But it still has some of the thill and ooh and ah of a ghost story. All right, so you I'm better wow us. <laughs> so I'm going to share. Break out the campfire. Now I just want to preface that this is back. I'm going to say 17, maybe almost 18 years ago when I first started really learning about the family coven, being introduced to some magical things that I hadn't known before. I mean, I believed in magic. I had a somewhat of rudimentary belief of kind of how it worked and how I felt like it worked. And I knew I had abilities, but I wasn't really educated or have knowledge about all the wonderful things that we've learned since. So this is how the story starts. Mike and I were doing a ritual and he says to me, he says, we're going to go out and we're going to do an offering for Hecate. And I'm like, okay. And I just barely started learning who Hecate was. I'm like, this should be interesting. I had no idea what to expect. She's scary, huh? Um, uh, let me get to that. <laughs> so I was a little nervous, but also a little bit of excitement and anticipation. Like, what's this going to be like? Is it, is it just going to be some boring old thing or you know what's gonna happen is it so I had that Childlike all wonder. going through my mind like <laughs> is it gonna be exciting is it gonna be boring I don't know what to expect it's like everything's new so we start doing a little a little bit stuff at the house and then Mike says okay we're getting up and we're going and I'm like what because I was expecting that we're gonna you know mm -hmm. sit around a table and light candles and stuff I'm like no we, we got up and go we went, um, we left the house, we went to a crossroads and a three... Next to a cemetery. Yes, oh, right next to a cemetery. A three T crossroad. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so then I started getting a little bit nervous. Like, what are we doing? We're, <laughs> we're by a graveyard. I can see graves and, and believe it or not, I could feel some dead. Sure. I'm like, ooh, and they're watching. Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm, the hairs on my neck are going up already because I remember that yeah. feeling like, ooh. That dead people are watching us, and we're here. Don't make this worse. <laughs> I gotta tell the story. Don't, don't make it too real for me. <clears throat> you know I have a weak bladder. <laughs> um, so Mike starts, and he starts invoking Hecate, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting, because immediately when he started calling her, because he he worked with her, that they have a relationship. I felt this presence, and it kept getting stronger and bigger, and a little overwhelming and a little scary and a little threatening not that I was in danger but just that I should be afraid and I that's the best way I can explain it so I was 
nervous, and then I see this big red eye appear. But I don't see it with my eyes. I see it with my sight, or I feel it with my sight. Okay. And it's behind me, and it makes me think of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the the eye big eye oh. That's the first impression I get, because it's just like, it's big, and it's it's impressive, and it's it's daunting. It's like, oh my gosh. And it looked right through me. And it saw everything. I felt judged, but not judged. Uh-huh. I, it knew everything about me. And then I felt this, you're acceptable. Like, I, I was accepted. Mm. But I was so scared and nervous because this thing, Hecate, knew all my secrets. Everything. Like, things yeah. that I wouldn't share with, I haven't even shared with Mike. I mean, yeah. I probably <gasps> share with him now. Secrets. <laughs> Secret secrets <laughs> are no fun. <laughs> but that was an amazing feeling, but it was kind of scary, and I was daunted. I didn't know how to how to handle that. Then... I feel this pressure hand on my shoulder, on my shoulder blades, and just one hand, and it just rested there, and it was like comforting, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Because it was like, basically I knew that everything was okay, that I was accepted. I was like one of hers, I guess. I was like I was mm-hmm. one of her children, like, because I was a witch, and I, granted I was new, right. I was a learning witch, but I was still a witch, and she saw it, recognized it, and accepted me. So then we continue with our our ritual, because we were doing an offering, so mm-hmm. we took a key, like a real house key that we weren't using anymore, he said some stuff, we gave, I think we dropped some water or something else, and then we buried the key, and I felt dogs, like, couldn't see them, but I felt dogs around us, like, you could the feel house. them brushing against your legs, you could <laughs> see them, like, nosing you with their noses, and I'm like, oh my god, then we finished burying the key, and every dog in the neighborhood, not just one or two, every, like, I... I'm going to say at least 20 or more dogs. Mm-hmm. We hear this, all howling, honoring oh Hecate. Goodness. Hairs, of course, yeah. straight up on my neck. I'm like, oh, my God, is, is this really, because I, I think I even said that, is this really happening? Because I wasn't sure if it was all in my yeah. head or I was I was feeling it that I'm way. I'm having a psychotic break. Yeah. I'm having a psychotic <laughs> break. Not a psychotic break, but just like, was this more a, an influence that was like an experience in my head or was this a real, that, that I was re- really hearing Described dogs on the mic and being like, and he's like, no. Is this happening? Did you drug me? <laughs> he actually confirmed. He's like, no, those are, those are actual real dogs howling. Wow. It's not the, an experience that you're feeling. It's real. And I'm like, I was amazed. And that's pretty much the story. That's profound. But mm-hmm. so then I didn't know how to feel. But now, you know, tw- almost 20 years later, mm-hmm. I'm just like, that was an amazing spiritual experience meeting a goddess, being judged and accepted. And having all those signs, like, what do you want to call them? Confirmations? Mm-hmm. Affirmations. Of, of your offering, sure. of you being there and doing the right. It was just amazing. Now, to look yeah. back on it, that's my story. That's Hopefully. amazing, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are searching for that their whole lives. And to know that you actually felt it, saw it, witnessed it, remembered it. Mm-hmm. Is, it's very vivid. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good way to put it. Is vivid. She's very direct. Were you were you at the seance? The side sidebar. Oh goodness. Um, were you at the seance the night that she came through? Yes, the I was. To, one. I cried okay. and yeah, yeah. quivered okay. okay. into yeah. my mask. Yes, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I was there. I was the I mask. Remember. Yes, we all had COVID nineteen masks on our face, and by the time the seance was over, our masks were all soaked I, I through. I think I threw that all mask the away. Uh, yeah. Because okay. it was messy, yes. Yeah. Okay, but she, but she, I mean, that's that's very much her. She, she tends to be very, very direct. Like when she gives you a sign, you you don't you, you don't miss you it. You know. Yep. Um, cool. So, all right. So, there's questions. Yeah. So, can you see? I mean, I mean, if you would like to, to share, relate that. At that point, 
Um, and with where you're at right now, could you, could, could, do you find different meaning for that experience in your life now, I guess? You know, the biggest meaning I get from that, and this is going to be really weird, mm -hmm. this really just cemented and really made it clear to me that what I was doing was real and that I wasn't playing make-believe or doing something that other religions or like Christianity, Mormonism, whatever, would like say, oh, that's just, you're making that up, it's mm -hmm. not real. I knew beyond a doubt that at that point what we were doing was real. And that that was an awesome feeling. Okay. Very nice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I, I know I'm sitting over here like I I was there that night, I remember that. So yeah, so I'm like, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> well that was my experience of it. Yours experience was probably different because you, were, it, yeah, you were there. He was like, This yeah, is exactly, another yeah. Sunday so. night. I was like I was like, Oh, this is so normal. So and boring. boring. Yeah. Only 20 dogs tonight, Hecate. <laughs> well, I wanted, I wanted to add one other funny thing to that. Even after all that, you think that I would follow Hecate as my goddess? Mm -hmm. No, I follow Tara. And I had to wait for like, I'm going to say probably three more years before I got the sign from Tara that I was supposed to follow her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just well, that's, that's kind of interesting. Well, that's okay. But I think that that's kind of nice, though, because that, that would be um, validation that a lot of the times we can reach for a particular deity or spirit, and that spirit can reach back for us, and that doesn't now all of a sudden mean that, like, you're we have obligated. to work with them, yeah. right? There's no obligation there. You know, that, that all comes down to her as validation of choice, right? For on both sides, right? They can say no to us. Just well, like we and can that's say no to the them. thing, though, is I, I, I'm pretty sure, based on my experience and the way I felt, that if I chose to make her my main primary goddess, there would be no problem. Because mm -hmm. she, are, I felt the acceptance. You'll have to I call. Don't know how to you'll have to call the office. I, last I heard, she wasn't taking any more. Well, all the paperwork of switching <laughs> yeah. from one no goddess to the other. I don't know if I can no deal with that bureaucracy. She's, she's all booked up. No new clients. <laughs> no, 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 no new worshippers. Just the forms and triple, triplicate, and all the different people you have to get signatures from. I don't Lock know. Out Tara's do office transfer all your mm -hmm. documentation. She's also old school, so there's long forms, carbon copies, all that. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yes. Okay. Chisel. There you go. <laughs> right. It's kind of funny that experience though, because that, that echo echoes a little bit of what Austin experienced the first time he kind of engaged with her too, with like dogs going off and howling and barking in the neighborhood around him. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of kind Makes of. Makes me kind of be like Mike. We gotta go. Do we, a we, we gotta go to a I would be down for that because yes. I would love that experience again because it was an awesome experience and yes. I would love any one of you to experience yeah, that. I would love. Well, that. well, we are going to be going to a graveyard on Saturday, but. Um, not for those things. Some of us, yeah. but yeah, but for something else entirely. Well, right. Um, I mean, that was kind of the skeleton. similar experience that I had. We started in the house. Uh, you lit up some incense for her, and I felt her from the smoke actually, like, swirl around and come up and meet me here. And she's not an unfamiliar presence because I don't know work with her. When Austin said here, he put a hand in front of his face. Yes, because... Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, <'cause> we even <laughs> in radio <laughs> land or... or Podcast land can't see what his hand did. We've had a couple of we've we've had a couple of listeners tell us that we should like video record the podcast. Oh, Lord. I, no one needs to see We're that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I was going to say, yeah, half of us are sitting We're here naked in pajamas. Austin, no pants. Podcast. Well, I am wearing my bacon. We pants. only we only do our podcast sky clad. Ew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. disgusting. No, we're all fully clothed. It brings but yes, great but some power of us are to the kind of wearing pajama bottoms and yeah, I'm wearing my bacon pants. 
Yeah. His I'm sure bacon. people probably wouldn't care. Because bacon makes everything better. I'm sure people probably <laughs> wouldn't care. But maybe if, at some point down the line, we'll, maybe we'll do that like for like a special episode or something. There you go. We can yes. all put on a full face of makeup and have mm. our hair done. Yes. Um, you know, natural. Natural. Yes. <laughs> or I want to look natural. natural. Naturally beautiful. Yes. All right. Wendy, do you have a story you <gasps> Yes, I do. I um, had to really dwindle it down which one, because I've had quite a few profane, not pro, profane. profane. <laughs> wow, <laughs> here we go. Words are hard. This is going to be a dark <laughs> yes. story. Profane, profane and profane. Um, anyway, experiences. We have one that happened to us in Tombstone. We have one that happened... Um, the old elementary school Midvale that they tore down and now it's a park. Oh, yeah. So oh, we investigated this. this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so lots of spooky things, but I chose to do the one, the new one. that we did in New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> new Orleans. You just hear that. You just hear New Orleans and you're like, okay, yeah. this is going to be a good ghost story. Yeah. So it was our first Young. visit. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> It was our first visit to New Orleans, and we were going for our 15th wedding anniversary, and this was during Mardi Gras. Can I ask one question? Yes, sir. Before you really get into it, yeah. were there vampires? Like oh. Anne Rice vampires? Only oh, Anne Rice yeah, books. you have your cosplay <laughs> vampires everywhere. Okay. Yeah, stores. You can go get... Um, uh, what do you call them? Fake fangs. Yeah, there's like a guy for you there. that legit does it. And okay. they fit on. They're like caps. Okay. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Random facts. Yeah. There is actually a vampire subculture in New Orleans. Yep. Yeah. Um, they really think well, they that, are well, well, They Rice, drink blood. Well, Anne Rice wrote about it. That's her books. Mm -hmm. Well, it she, depends. She, yeah. she talks about that. Yeah. It, it, it depends on what sect and class they are. Anyway, I know too much about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing. I've been telling people that you're a vampire for years. Were you Austin. a vampire? Is this something you can talk about? I want to suck your butt. <laughs> <laughs> you're Sorry. blunt. I want to suck your blunt. Strike <laughs> 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 that. Reverse it. Okay. Okay, sorry. I no, didn't mean to good. side really. No, but. you're good. So anyway, we were in... New Orleans for our 15th wedding anniversary, and this was, so, 2005-2006. And we stayed at this place called the Magnolian, Magnolia Mansion. It's in the Garden District. It's actually, I still have the address memorized. It's 2127 Pertanthus Street, if you're interested. But anyway, so this was a... Uh, story, you won't be. Yeah, <laughs> should become a, a sponsor for them. Yeah, so um, just to give you a little bit of background on the house, um, Garden District is west of, um, like downtown New Orleans or where um, the French Quarter is. So it's a little, it's the very upper crust. That's where all the plantations and mansions are. So the actual house that we stayed in was the Magnolia Mansion, and it was. It was built in 1857 Greek Revival home. It was built um, by Alexander Harris for his new child bride, Lizzie. Yeah. Yes. And Alexander was, as it was common in the day, a cotton mill plantation owner. So he was wealthy. And um, had the house built, like I said, for his wife. And a little side note that I thought was kind of cool, and I even brought up Anne Rice. 
the um, architect is <laughs> the one that actually um, built Anne Rice's house that she currently lives in in Garden <laughs> District. So I thought okay. that was kind of cool. Hmm. So um, uh, let's see. The guy who built the house, he died. So this is where the backstory gets, you know, where you kind of see where the ghosties are coming from and why this place has a lot of history with it. Um, he died 10 years after the owner from yellow fever. His brother died a day within 24 hours of him of not yellow fever. They don't know. And then his brother's wife, Henrietta, moved into the mansion with um, Lizzie. So they're both, you know, Widow, widowers. Yeah, yeah so widows. they live together okay. in this mansion. For widows. Yeah, yeah, and have five kids. Kids kind of play an important part, that's why I say it. Um, it was sold through the years, one cotton owner to um, a rich doctor. Um, one of the other owners, kind of interesting, I found out, he was John McGinnis. He was a big uh, cotton mill owner as well. Um... Uh, they said about a year after he bought the Magnolia Mansion, he was struck by lightning. And the workers and folks in the neighborhood said it was divine retribution because of his cruelty to oh. his workers. Oh, so, okay. cursey curses, maybe. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> and then um, in the 19, I think it was 20s and 30s, it was purchased and served as an American Red Cross hospital. Oh, for yeah. the wars and for Korean War, World War II, etc. 2000, it was purchased and outfitted to be an Airbnb. So there's, I think there's between 10 and 12 rooms, and they're all themed. You have a Gone with the Wind room, <laughs> a Vampire Lovers room, <laughs> um, different themes. So it's kind of, you know, whatever your little fantasy is. Yeah. And we got the jazz room. And the jazz room, and just to give you a little, right, had beautiful murals of famous jazz players. It was beautiful. Everything's dark red and gold. Very cool. Okay. This mansion is gorgeous. It's everything you see in the movies that um, you would picture as a southern mansion, you know, the ballrooms and... The gorgeous furniture. Large fine dining room. That yes. Seats oh, you know it. It just everything was beautiful. White columns, beautiful. So we were in the jazz room, and when we walked into the room, so again, this is our first time in New Orleans, and we were not really familiar with the architecture since we're from the Southwest, Arizona, where everything looks the same, <laughs> and. We're like, why does this have a second bedroom? Because you walk in and you get the whole bedroom and you get a sofa. And I mean, it's an Airbnb, so picture, you know, something like that. But the bathroom, you have to, had to go through a door on the left of the room, which is inside the room. And it was a very small room. Come to find out that was the slave quarters oh, okay. where the slave would sleep and take care of the mistress or whatever during the night. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a nanny's room even, if mm. that makes sense to okay. you. Yeah. So anyway, so the, the layout was kind of odd and I didn't like that little extra room. It gave me the 
I don't know. It's just uncomfortable. So like a personal maid for whoever yeah. that is? Yeah. I'm just trying to... I'm yeah. So think of a, a square and then the square cut into a rectangle and that other, rec that other rectangle cut in half again. Okay. So... It one part of it's a bathroom, one part's the Yeah. 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 Okay. So it was no, very right. interesting. interesting. And it was large, too. It was very large. I mean, we had a king-size bed, a balcony, sofa, you know, the whole thing. Hmm. So it wasn't tiny. Um, and I might preface this with saying this is before I've, I really fully appreciated and acknowledged my kind of abilities. Mm, okay. And this is before I stepped into my sovereignty, decided to, um, follow the path of witchcraft. Okay. So this is before all that. So I'm really fresh and new to the spirits and someone that's not aware and you go to New Orleans the first time. Yeah. And you're open but don't know you are, that was a big, you know, smack in the face of theirs. <laughs> can, I, can I ask really quickly, yeah. since at that point in your life you hadn't really stepped into your own spiritual gifts. Right. And, and you know, and started to, to do work as a witch. Um, what was your spiritual perspective at that point? You know, so my husband, we're Catholic. So we're okay. Catholics. Okay. And um, not, you know... Christers, the Christmas and Easter Catholics, but we, you know, went more than that, took our kids. So, yeah, it was that, but I, I kind of always knew something okay. Okay. was right. there on the other side, but I hadn't tapped into that gotcha. spirituality yet, okay. if that makes sense. So, um, we get to this, the room, the first night, and I think the first night, um, we crashed so hard because it was Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember was anything. Some libration, libation. Yes, mm -hmm. a little too many hurricanes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, the only thing that first morning that we noticed is we woke up and both of our cell phones were not charged, mm -hmm. although they were plugged in. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. And so, n not thinking about it, oh maybe the electrical cords weren't working, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. So Was it plugged in properly? Or yeah, maybe there's a light yeah, but that both of ours on. on different yeah, sides of the bed, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. in retrospect. At first, we're like, oh, we, we're, you know, whatever. We weren't with it enough to do that. So that was the first night. The second night, we're still having a good time, but not, you know, pass out time. And, um... I noticed um, my husband and I were um, watching TV in bed, and um, I noticed a feeling of somebody felt like somebody sitting on the end of the bed. Mm. And I was focusing on the TV, and I thought my husband had turned over because you know, when your feet are tucked in, you feel that tug. But he's asleep. He's not moving. He's knocked out of sleep, snoring in la-la land. So I'm like, that's weird. So I'm not paying attention to that. I just <laughs> think in the mundane, not thinking anything is going on. And I am sitting on the bed getting ready to finish watching TV. And I start bouncing. Somebody was jumping on the end of the bed. I could sit there and see it. By that time, I had smacked my husband. <laughs> Wake your ass up. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, somebody's on the bed. There's somebody jumping on the bed. 
I don't even know what's going on. So at this time, I'm scared. On go all the lights. Oh. Yes. Oh, there all is, at once? Like, oh, no, 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 no. We turned on the lights because oh, okay. this chicken shit was not uh, sleeping in the uh, dark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I and thought it was even more ghosty. Where no, like, no, no, no. Turn the lights on for you. Like, hey, we're on. here. <laughs> no, so okay. I was scared. I wasn't going to be sleeping in the dark. And so I literally even turned on the bathroom and that slave quarters extra bedroom. Those lights, all the lights in the room, the TV I turned on, I needed it to look like daylight. Um, didn't really work. Um, <laughs> didn't really work. So by the time I got myself calmed down, my husband nodded off, and um, he was a snorer in the past. Um, and so I developed a practice with an iPod where I sleep with an iPod in and listen to an audio book. And it, then I nod off and I have that white noise going on. So as I'm sleeping, well, getting ready to go to sleep, the volume on my iPod, or in my ears, keeps going louder, 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 and it went back all the way down to silent. Back up, and it's. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was going I thought it was malfunctioning, so I get my iPod out, and if you guys remember the older ones, they had that wheel thing, yeah. yep. right? So I'm not touching it, but the wheel is going up, and then it'll stop, and it'll go down, then it'll go up, and then it went down, and my husband is a witness. He saw that shit moving. Mm. He's like, oh, your iPod's broke. It's something's wrong with it. <laughs> He's like, I refuse to think it's anything else. <laughs> Your iPod is broke. It's it's just not working anymore. So, uh, that was... And then, um, I would say the second and third night, we always heard the pitter-patter of little feet. Now, it's you can tell it was an adult noise because it was quick and light, not the heavy thud thud. Mm -hmm. And the gate was shorter, and it's 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 a scout. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Obviously, one of those Not one Austin. of those ghost things that were jumping on the bed was a kid, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. You're getting that, to the that, end. That, yes. Well, that's, I felt that. I'm like, oh, yes. That's a kid jumping on the bed. Spoiler alert. No, just kidding. Um, so we're hearing this all night. Old house. Everybody tries to rationalize. You know all this stuff. So um, the last night we were there. Um, I was not, I mean, it's a hotel. You aren't the, you know, hang up all your clothes and make everything look mm -hmm. nice. You get yeah. in, you throw your, you know, mm -hmm. jacket yeah. off or yeah. kick off your shoes in the corner, right? Mm -hmm. So in this room, there was one of those very cool Narnia wardrobes, mm -hmm. Chronicles of Narnia. You say Chronicles of Narnia, I go to Conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> true. So one of those wardrobes. So, um... Wake up, start getting, start to get ready to go for the day, and we open up the wardrobe, and our shoes are lined up <laughs> in a row in that wardrobe. And you guys know my husband. Do you see him doing that? Nope. Tidying them up? No. And I sure as hell did not do it. So <laughs> that was kind of spooky. And then I went into the bathroom to start getting ready, and... When you travel, you kind of take your makeup in a travel case. Mm -hmm. And I had a few things out from the night before, like lipstick or whatever. And those were lined up 
on the shelf of the mirror just lined up and I didn't leave them like that. Hmm. So yeah, those were some spooky things that happened. And I think the coolest part, oh, and also, yeah, I'll just go back. The coolest thing about staying here at the Magnolia Mansion is when we went to go check out, um, my husband and I are standing there and I'm like, hey, does anybody ever talk to you about weird things that happen here? <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? And so... <laughs> was it, was it, what do you mean? Or was it, what do you mean? Yes, it was that, what do you mean? <laughs> so no, please, tell I me start, more. Yeah, I start telling him a few things and he goes, oh, you met the little girl. She likes to play in that room. She likes to organize and jump on the bed and run up and down the hall. And I'm like, okay. And then, of course, the electrical issues, whatever. Um, he proceeds to say, will you do me a favor? And I'm like, sure. He brings out this tome, not just a journal. It's a tome. And he sets it down. He, will, he, he asks me to write... <laughs> My account of everything oh. that happened. And okay. so the cool part about that. So they have a history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they don't tell you when you oh, check in. So, so it's cool. not preconceived. Okay. I which love which it. I loved. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of places to stay there. That are I actually really, really but like that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I started looking back. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Same thing. Just freaking out. Like, this is... Hmm legit real and um the story about the little girl is that um she had drowned in a lake oh. exactly where the magnolia mansion was back in the day before it was, mm -hmm. um, before it was homes built. yeah mm -hmm. so they think that's who the little girl is and the pitter patter of little fee it's not a guest because it was a 21 and older establishment oh, so okay. there could be <laughs> no children i found that out too when wow. he told me i was like that's really cool i didn't notice there was no children here but so what was the bouncing yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me and my hubby <laughs> he was no, sleeping no, no, that, yeah, was, that was earlier <laughs> and then someone wanted to continue the bouncing oh i guess so <laughs> yeah yeah so <clears throat> That was my spooky story. Okay. Cool. <coughs> so I so, think... So I have a question. Yes. Now, mm -hmm. where you're at with all that you've learned and what you've done, mm -hmm. and all that, what do you think about your experience and how you tried to rationalize and how you perceived it back then? You what, know... Like, like when you talk to yourself, you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Now, you know, now, I'm very aware of the you know these things so I get it and I probably wouldn't have been so scared and hiding mm -hmm. under the blanket and turning on the lights I would have been like cool let's chat yeah and you will yeah. tell me some stories or you know yeah. let's what do you want to do well the reason I asked is did you kind of like laugh at yourself like wow I oh, really tried so hard yeah. to explain all this away <laughs> and when even I my husband will say yeah. oh you know it was it, Bad wiring, you know. Because <laughs> it's like, like yeah, it was a ghost. Yeah. And, then, and then I think, agree, like, this should be fun. Let's play. Let's, yeah. I'd yeah. almost be like, let's go get a board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Light the Bust candles. out the spirit board. Yeah. 
I would have left the poor thing an offering. I mean, I guess my makeup and shoes and stuff I left she was able to play with because she clearly just wanted to play. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what it really sounds like. I wonder like. if she was watching TV when she was sitting at the end of the bed. You know what? She probably could have been. Or maybe she wanted yeah. to cuddle. <laughs> but... I mean, I definitely don't think it was malicious. No, it doesn't yeah, sound like but it. But in at the time, when you're not aware, I can see folks that are muggles or, um, <laughs> you know, would get very scared. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, there was a very large book of people's stories and of those people leaving at three in the morning, oh. four in the morning, because <laughs> so it's see, so active. <clears throat> were you able to kind of look? Yes, through it? yes, a lot of them. other things. Where I, apparently there's a guy there that will try, like a different room. Yeah, tries oh, to go in and out the door. Um, ah, a lot right. of activity in the in the <laughs> lower areas on the first floor because that was the main hospital wing where a lot of okay. people had yeah. died. So. You know, thinking back, I would love to go back now, you know, to see. Yeah, with your well, now with this experience, like, you could yeah. probably go to the front desk and say, let me see the book I've been here before. Yes. <laughs> like, I want to get into this and read right? it more. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah, so I think it would be very interesting. So, ooh. Cool. Cool I love that story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. How about you, Austin? Do you have anything you want to share? <laughs> This was a great idea for a podcast, but I don't know. I just, I grew up practicing witchcraft. <laughs> and so, and, and as, as like an active medium. And so people are like scary. And I'm like, okay. So I've been racking my brain no, 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 all hold day. On. Let me help you. As a child, there had mm -hmm. to be that yeah. first experience where mm -hmm. you saw the dead and you didn't know what it was until someone explained it to you. Tell that story. Yeah. Oh, is this the high school one? No, no it's going to be younger than that. It'll be younger than that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, actually, no. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Wendy's. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So. I, I I knew I was a medium, growing up. Like I didn't know what a medium was. Obviously, I was you know five. I was going to say I. Yeah. Um. But I grew up in a family of witches and, and people who had gifts, and so it wasn't uncommon. And so. As a kid, I was empowered to just tell them to go away, you know, you do this, visualize this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Well, I got sick and tired of dealing with them, and so as a kid, I shut it off, you know. I, I mean, everyone has that story of their first sleepover where they go and they can't spend the night out of their own home, and they have to, their parents have to come and pick, <laughs> pick them up. Pick them up. <laughs> you know, I had that, I had that first story. And my first sleepover was at the neighbors, um, who were very, very LDS. They were very Mormon, and so In they Utah? already right. They already <laughs> thought I was weird. They would they they you know try and get me to read scriptures. I'm, I'm honestly out. surprised they let you sleep over at their house. I um, have a layover. <laughs> um, yeah, so, <laughs> so I remember spending the night there, and this was what really made me turn my beliefs off. And this is where I'm going to get to it. We were, we were laying in bed, I was on the floor, and I was fine, I felt safe, their home always felt warm and cozy, like Mormon homes do. You know, lots of pictures of the family. White always, Jesus. Uh, white Jesus <laughs> everywhere. They were those cool ceramic statues of the temple. Uh, no, but they did have the creepy. My parents have that. 
Um, and so that's like a staple. You and of course, have. as like as like a kid, like with a southern grandmother, I was like, okay, even though she'd be like, Jesus wasn't white, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, exactly. So so we're laying there, and I would hear whispers, oh. and I was you know go away, go away, go away. Well, I heard talking coming from their bathroom, and it was loud enough that I thought it was people. And so I was trying to sleep. I've always loved my sleep. And so I get up as, like, a little six-year-old at this point to, like, go tell people to shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm trying and, to sleep. And I bang on the, the, the door, and I open it up, and sure enough, it's real people. It's the, the girls. And they were doing the Bloody Mary. Oh. <laughs> well, the fear was so palpable when I knocked on the door. They screamed. <laughs> yes. I love it. And I love they it. opened the I, I opened the door and I was like, "You guys need to be quiet. I'm trying to sleep." And uh, what a what a polite six-year-old. <laughs> Austin nowadays would not say that. No. And so they had successfully called something through, and I don't know if it was just because the palpable fear mm-hmm. that was there that you know just kind of fed into things. But mm-hmm. we were also in kind of a wild area. My parents' house, we weren't there. It wasn't suburb. It wasn't suburbia. Like there was, we had five acres. There was no, you know, so lots of undeveloped, lots land. of undeveloped land. Um, and I already knew the land spirits there. I'd gone and I talked to them. There was a, um, and as a six year old, you knew you were t- exactly. You were, oh, well, okay. well, I knew because my, my, of my grandma, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so I go back to bed and I'm finally getting to sleep and I start to hear sound effects on the walls. Hey, watch my table cover. And then <laughs> on the windows. Spooky ASMR. Oh, cool. And <laughs> then I, 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 I wake up and I'm like, how did the cats get in? What's going on? And everyone's fast asleep, and the way the windows were um, is I could actually see out of Zach was his name, his window, over to like my my house, like I could see mm-hmm. we were that close, and um, I saw eyes go past, and I was not having it. <laughs> um, I almost pooped my pants. Because <laughs> I was also the six-year-old who did not poop other places. <laughs> there you go. Um, and so I pack my shit up, and I walk out of there. And, and Lisa, the mother, was like, oh, so where are you going? And I'm like, you have something in the house, and I'm uncomfortable. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> so I go home, I knock on the door, my mom lets me in. My mom was up because she knew it was going to happen, because mm-hmm. parents usually do. I go in, and I go back to sleep. Well, I go over to check on them the next day, and there were claw marks on their door to where I was sleeping. Mm. Um, so I was just a little scared. <laughs> sure. So I have a question. Did the family at all acknowledge or say anything about the scratch marks? Um, they thought that's visible. They thought that it was me. Uh. They thought that I had done that as I was leaving in a hurry with my sleeping bag. Yeah, because that'll do that. So, so basically, my dad talks to me about it, and he's like, "Yeah, you can't do that." And I was like, "It wasn't me." And of course, no one's believing me. So, I finally just turned it off. I, I turn off everything because I'm like, I, I can't handle this. I just want to be a normal kid. 
Years and years and years passed. I couldn't see, but I could still feel. So I could still feel there was, there, to this day, there's still probably mm-hmm. something over there. Um, so I'm in school, and as a 13-year-old, as a teenager, we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast, and you hear about it all the time when you're a teenager, and hormones are going through your body, you can shut shit off all you want. That doesn't help. <laughs> um, and so I was having these moments of, like, flashes of what looked like real people to me. And I would just, whole conversations with these people happened when I was in the bank one time, and people looked at me like I was fucking nuts. Because <laughs> you uh, I, it was just all these things. And so finally, once I started getting training, I was like, okay, this is what's happening. But as a 13-year-old, I was so terrified. And so I got into the habit of having to hand a physical object over to these people. To verify you were talking to a real person. Yes, to see if they would pick it up or if they would set it down, or if it would fall. So, I'm at school staying late one day, and there's this girl who comes up to me, and she's not leaving me alone. And I am already scared, because I had bullies as a kid, and I didn't want to deal with people. I was going to have to walk home. I was not here for it. I was not, I was not here for it. <laughs> um, and I had just ran away from bullies. A little fat kid from working bullies. It was a hilarious thing. Um, so she comes up to me and she's talking to me. And I get this feeling like, you need to check and make sure she's real. You need to check and make sure she's real. And I was like, okay. So I ask her, you know, will you, my backpack's up there, will you get something out of it for me? No, I don't like to go through things. Hmm. <laughs> So I get up and I get my backpack and I come over and I set it down on her and she screams. It's not a real person though, because <laughs> then I look at her and this girl, her head was almost completely off <sighs> and her body was mangled and she went, why would you do that to me? And I was just... <laughs> I was, uh, I was flabbergasted, <laughs> and I just looked at her. And I said, "You need to leave." And she said, "I'm not leaving until you help me, help me, help me." And she just kept saying that, and it became so overwhelming. I think this was also the first time I probably had like an auditory, um, like overwhelming sensation, where like the sounds became so overwhelming that I shut down. <laughs> Little did I know that was sign of ADD. Uh, <laughs> uh, now as I look back on it. But it became so loud that it just felt like she was screaming at me. And my choir teacher actually found me in the hall in the fetal position. Because I couldn't shut it off. Aye. So this prompted my parents to take me through the process of medicated away. Medicated mm. away. Medicated away. And so by the time I had become, I was 16, I was ready to drive, I was so drugged up that I didn't want to drive, but I had to, had to get myself to school. Um, I never saw that little girl again, but I did do research and uh, 
there's a railroad track over by my old junior high. And that's what happened, was she got caught on the railroad track. And was, aye, aye, aye. Like, cut off. And cut up. So... That's one story, not necessarily scary. Looking back on it, because I was, I I was, I was already well, like well into my practice. I grew up practicing, but I still be scared. I was already Mm -hmm. perpetually in a state of fight or flight because of bullies, Mm -hmm. and so going back and looking back on that now, if I were to experience that, and I have that experience frequently. I mean, Wendy and Ariana have gone into antique shops with me, and (laughs) I just kind of like zone out and I'm like, okay, lead me. And just all of a sudden, you'll just see Austin just Austin kind of my arm out, just eyes closed, being led through Where'd the store. Where'd Austin go? Oh, we gotta go chase him down. <laughs> so, um, so it's just something that happens now, and I, you know, I don't go full blown Teresa Caputo. Um, <laughs> I try not to, at least. Thank you. Um, yes, I, please I, don't, don't I don't know that, that I can yeah. handle that. Um, I have to get the hair. I'm about the nails. To oh no, the nails. <laughs> well, just sometimes some of nails. She does is just rude. It's just not. It's rude. Yeah. Um. That was probably the most unnerving story for me, okay. um, because as I went into high school, my high school was out of an old canning factory. Wow. Because um, we were a charter school, art school, super poor. It was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our graduating class was 13 people. It was amazing. <laughs> um, so I've, I, share, I had that experience in, in, in high school as well. Um, because the senior party for all 13 seniors uh, was we got to get locked up in the school. Mm-hmm. Oh. Lock in, yeah. Yep. And of course, I'm friends with probably half the graduating class at this point. Like me and my group of like six lesbians. It was great. Um, <laughs> and so, did you sneak in adult beverages or anything for your graduation? No, we were actually really, really good. Oh. <laughs> we were good kids. All right. <laughs> um, sure I think, I think the, I. the most we did at one point was I think. I think we each had a bottle of Boone's Farm to ourselves, but we weren't even Bones. in high school at that point. Mm. I love Boone's Farm. It's alcoholic Kool-Aid. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Strawberry Hill, baby. Um, so, <laughs> my favorite's the blue because it makes my tongue blue. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but we were we were in this old canning factory, and we all knew it was haunted. I mean, if you were there, you could lockers would open, books would fling, and I've told you guys stories of my the Russian geometry. Yes. She's very superstitious. Um, she would teach with her rosary in her hand. Oh, wow. Because whatever was in that mm-hmm. place was so scary to her that she needed to be protected at times. So in high school, I was already well into my practice. I was already going through like the levels of initiation. I was doing my thing. Um, so when we did lock in, um, I holed up in the library. This is the only place where the caption was comfortable. <laughs> um, well, me and my friends were in the library, and of course someone wanted to whip out a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. So we whip out the Ouija board. Not a problem. Of course, no one knows who the fuck we want to talk to. We're teenagers. And so we is sit down with the Ouija board. Did you just <laughs> open it up? Like, and we just I want to talk to whatever's here. Exactly. We just opened up. We did, the, we did the mistake. We did the mistake that everyone in Hollywood does. Oh. And... Books started like coming off the shelves and tables were shaking and we would have handprints showing up on the glass windows. Mm. Um, I think the most terrifying 
the spirit that we ever encountered there wasn't human, not demonic. I'm not going to use that word. It was more elemental. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not happy. Mm-hmm. It was fine with me and my friends because I knew how to honor them appropriately. However, it did not like the Twilight geeks. <laughs> <laughs> because they were running around throwing energy and shit and not knowing what the fuck they're doing. And I actively watched this thing decide that since we opened the board, it was going to take its chance mm-hmm. and go after those people. But well, Which, it was great. It was awesome. I don't know whatever <laughs> happened to those motherfuckers. I just know that <laughs> we, were, we were there and everything got silent. After everything just kind of like was really noisy in the library, everything got silent. And then we heard... Blood-curdling screams from across the way. So, of course, we get up and we run to go check. Um, and one of the doors, the doors to the English classroom? Yeah, the English classroom. Had been slammed shut and locked. The lights were flickering on and off. And tables were getting knocked over. And every all the Twilight nerds were just kind of like in there just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Love and it. I took this as a chance to <laughs> save me oh. <laughs> to, to be a bitch. So after everything after everything was done, I I, I I took care of it. I honored it. I got rid of it. I opened it up and I said, I thought you guys were vampires, didn't you? Just were, wouldn't you just eat it? And their leader just kind of looked at me and I was like, for a leader, you were pretty uh, pathetic in that fight. Yeah. <laughs> and thus, I left high school and here I am now. <laughs> So those are my stories. Those those are the types of stories that I have. They're not really scary to me because, you know, I can't. But I'm sure mundane and muggle people who who would experience yeah. that would be freaking the fuck out. Well, we well, talked I can about honestly that say a little now. bit. I would want to, yeah. to be in that experience so I could well, go. Oh yes, let's let's play. Let's let's figure this yeah, out. I'm serious. Who I'm like yeah. like I want I want mm-hmm. those experiences. I want to go to the graveyard mm-hmm. and I want to flash my lights at the tombstone and see the green mist come up. Yes. <laughs> you know, I want to have those yes. experiences. And I guess because I've been doing this for so long, I, I, I guess I just, it's not going to happen, mainly because I'm already just so like, fuck with me. Well, don't you, don't you fuck with me and find out. <laughs> maybe it's more a case of because we no longer have that fear, we have a better perspective that uh, better they don't necessarily want to interact yeah. with us as much because they want the fear. Yeah. They want a reaction. It's, it's a, it's and we're not going to give energy. them we're not going to mm-hmm. give them the reaction they Absolutely. want. I think is why we don't see it as much. I mean, even in saying that, my daughter actually called me today and she's having she's got some abilities and she's having um, a visitor for the past three, four nights mm. and she hasn't been sleeping. So I'm going to go over on Saturday and, you know, do my little protection for her and talk to her and give her some advice, whatever. But for her, she's freaked out. And I'll do the spiel of, you know, mm-hmm. you know, say, hey, if you're if you're cool, if you're friendly, <laughs> if you're just here, 
you're welcome, but if your militias are going to cause me problems, get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I did the first cuss. Yeah, um, no, it's all right. Swear, okay. swear. <laughs> I was going to say, my favorite thing to do, and, and I know it's kind of blasé, but I like to say, if you're going to stay here, you have to pay rent. I want $100 on the counter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and it's very yeah. dismissive. Use it's like, your you're, words. you're yeah. not scaring me. Seriously. If you're going to hang out here, pay rent and, pay, and follow the yeah. house rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, does, it doesn't phase me. But like I said, you know, with her, she's really, Mom, can you come over tonight? Mom, I'm like, no, let's, you know, <laughs> it'll be okay. What, Did what? you see blood on the mirrors? You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, I have a very recent, as of like a year, like almost a year, spook that happened. Ooh, do um, tell. It actually happened downstairs in, in, in our apartment. Mm -hmm. And um, I got up one night because it was very noisy. Our house is always noisy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's a house full of witches and then feels like Man, we've got we've got ghosts we've got ghosts and it feels like it's just a teenage hostel upstairs uh -huh. um, <laughs> so we do have teenagers staying with us now yes um uh nieces nieces real people yep. real people yes um, <laughs> so Alive people i woke up and mike was dead asleep which is so weird because normally he stuff usually like wakes this, up Michael first wake up. yeah yeah and so i wake up and something's not right and toby had managed to get into the room um, and <laughs> manager number one. Manager number one, yes. Um, my, my big orange fat Ming Coon. And he was at the foot of the bed between my legs, and I woke up, and he woke up, and we were both looking at the door because we could feel something. And so I get up to go check, like, something's not right, you know. What happened? Open the door, and Toby comes, like, bolts out first and stands with me. Like, he's guarding. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing here. You know, normally I'll see something, like one of the spirits downstairs, and I'll just be like, oh, it's uh, fine. And I don't really get scared. So I go into the bathroom, start, you know, I go pee, and Toby's sitting guard at the door, <laughs> just... Protecting uh, your pee, huh? And he's not happy about something. And so I, I get up, and I start walking out, and some, I hear something say Chris's name. Hmm. And I stop and I turn and it looked like Chris and I actually said, Chris, are you okay? And it then started coming towards me <laughs> and all of my witchcraft senses kicked in. Like Toby arched his back and was hissing and I stopped and I pointed my finger <laughs> and I was like, you were bound and you were banished. You were no longer allowed to be here. And it stopped and dissipated. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. It's fucking early for this shit. <laughs> I went to the bedroom, went back to sleep. I woke up and I told Mike about it and I told Chris about it. And apparently it something had bothered you that night too and you just told it to leave. Mm -hmm. So it went out to the living room. Yeah, it did. Um it said, leave me alone, I'm sleeping. It, <laughs> I, I'm very blunt. I'm like yeah. hey, no 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 no. I have to work tomorrow. Leave me alone. Talk to me tomorrow when I'm awake. Right. <laughs> Bye. I, um, well, it looked like Chris. It's probably my dad. And, and that's what Chris said was, it was probably my dad. Mm. And I was like, fuck him. He doesn't get to do this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so, like, I, of course, go off on that. And um, I obviously didn't do an effective management. 
Because I was half awake and freshly peed and was just like, no. Um, I want to go back to bed. And You shall not pass. Well, the, the next day, I think um, some, something was happening where you and Mike were not in the house that evening. Okay. I think I think you had a party that you were doing, like like palms or something. I was reading at a party. You were reading at a party. Okay. And Chris was closing the shop. No, that would make sense. Yeah. Yep. And we had a class going that night, so you were staying a little bit later. And so it was just me and the cats, and I kept feeling it, and things kept moving. <laughs> and I kept seeing things move out of the corner of my eye, outside. We have this one spirit who likes to come around when bad things are going to happen. The old lady. The, the white-haired lady. Yeah, the old lady. Um, who, I don't know, I, I think it might be your grandma, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't want My to, grandma? No. My or his, Mike's grandma. My because grandma. Always, Does she have white hair? No. It yeah. looks it's like... probably mine, because well, my looks dad's like mother, mom, she had white hair. It looks like mom, but with white hair. Okay. I don't know. So, I don't know. It could just be some weird spirit <laughs> that decided it likes our home and the vibes there. I don't know. Um, but finally, it was late enough, Mike wasn't coming home yet, and you had gone home, we'd gone to bed. And he decided he was going to come into my room. <laughs> he tried, he made it as far as my brooms, because I have brooms right next to my door. He mm. came in and he just kind of stood there, and I could just feel this seething anger. And I heard him say, Chris, Chris. And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, I'm not Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and he just stood there and he was just angry and I could feel this. And Oh, he was going to you because you have powers of mediumship. And I was basically ignoring him because oh. I didn't want to talk to him. It's my dad. Mm -hmm. we, we know the history with my dad. I'm like, no, no, we're not doing this. Bye. Mm -hmm. So that's what he was doing. He was trying to get you to exactly. Get well, and he was like trying to intimidate me, and that, I was that like, "Sounds about right." I was like, "That's cute. I will eat you." Mm. And so he kept trying, and so finally I was like, "You know what? Fuck it." So I put him in a crystal, and then put that crystal on the altar. I was like, "Devour." So I don't know where your dad's at, but not here. <laughs> He's okay. in her tum tum. That's kind of nice. I, I don't He's have to bug void. people. Yeah. Don't have He's to bug in people the as void. Much. Deep, deep so they leave me alone. I'm sleeping. So we, we decided that it was going to be a little bit of a longer episode. Um, I want Mike to share. Yes, yes. yes. Mike, Mike, share Mike. your story. Mike, Mike. everyone said it. Mike. Mike. Mike, Michael, 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 like the most, like the, the most hetero flat boy moment we've ever had. Yeah, get the mead. Power to the people. Mike's like, and I'm done. Bye, guys. He's like, this is the scariest moment of my life. Exactly. Yes. This this moment will top anything else. Um, oh, but this I is more terrifying. Than Which one are you gonna tell? I don't know. To be I, fair, humans are more terrifying than spirits. Talk amongst that themselves. is very true. Yeah. Um, You've got the bathroom one. The bathroom one. Were you afraid? To no, no. Bathroom? Tell your story about the one in the apartment. Oh my god! Would you remind me which bathroom no, one? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the, the property, the, the property in Sugar oh, House, yeah. Yeah. Okay. where you have the apartment behind the house, and you saw that thing. That's yeah. a good story. Oh, do yeah, that so, one. Do okay, that one. Okay, so when house, I was, right? Uh, yes. Ooh, yeah. so, so tie yeah, together. So, yeah, so we, we, my, my mother, who was 
basically pretty much always a single mother um, and worked her ass off to make sure my, my siblings and I had a, still had a pretty decent upbringing. Um, we moved into a, a house in an older area of town, and this has been years and years ago. I think I probably was maybe like 13 or 14 at the time. And we moved into this big old house in an older area of town um, that, you know, is, is known for having a lot of activity, you know, a supernatural activity. And so we uh, we bought this place, and, and even, even from day one, even just going in to the open house, we could tell this place was full of... Of spirits, you know, extra like, tenants. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the house was really weird because they had changed the house so much over the years, and I think that's one of the reasons why the house had so much activity is because the house had been so consistently renovated over the years. Like it had mm. been when it was originally built, it had been a big house, and then they they changed it around and made it a duplex. And then years after that, somebody bought it and they turned it back into a big house again. And then anyway, so the spirits were we, just like the John Tra- Travolta meme of just like. Well, and the spirits in the house, so in the basement there was was a, a, ma- a male spirit named Ron. We we did a little bit of a seance and he identified us. And we were able, in the aftermath, actually to confirm these details. It was kind of cool. Um, but he identified himself as Ron. And he, um, he had died in that house. He had been, I believe... Uh, he was a veteran from the Second World War, and he had come back from that war with a fairly, fairly serious injury. And he had basically been, like, you know, he was bound to that house, you know. I, I mean, when he was still alive, like, he, his injury was severe enough that he wasn't really mobile. So he came back from the war, um, and his family at that point, they were they owned that home. And so he lived in that home for several more years until he died. And he, you know, he was, and he was very angry. He was a very angry spirit because of the way that he died. Um, and then, of course, the husband of the woman that we bought the house from, he had also died in that house. So that place was full. Um, anyway. Is this um, the house with Mrs. M? No, no, no this is no. before that. Um, anyway, so when we moved in, we had a neighbor uh, who lived behind us, the neighbor that, that lived to the house behind us, because we lived in this neighborhood, and there was an alley that ran through the back of the, of the lot that the home was on, and then there was a neighbor directly behind us. The back of the, the lot, the back of the property for the house that we lived in had a small, like, mother-in-law's apartment um, that was a separate little building connected to the garage. And when we moved in, we we were out in the alley one day between houses, and our neighbor, I, oh, God, I wish I could remember his name now, this older gentleman, he came over to introduce himself to us as, you know, as, as the new neighbors. And he, uh, just in the course of conversation, was saying he was happy that, um, you know, a, a single mother with younger kids had moved in because the people that had lived there before, particularly the people who had lived in the mother-in-law's apartment, had been, you know, like in their early 20s and they were really wild and they did, they did a, had a lot of parties and they did a lot of drinking and he thought they were doing drugs. And, and he said that they used to regularly, one of them or, or, or a couple of them would get up and, and climb up onto the roof of the building that was the mother-in-law's apartment and garage and like in the middle of the night they would get up there and he said of course he's relating the story he said he believed that they would get you know drunk high whatever and they would climb up onto the roof of that building and run back and forth across that roof in the middle of the night and they would like howl and growl and make noises up there on the roof of that mother-in-law's apartment and so we're you know we don't think anything of it we're like okay well yeah like we, we promise we'll be better neighbors you know we're, we're pretty quiet you know we won't be we won't, we won't be drinking and drugging and climbing up on the roof um Anyway, so, you know, again, you just don't, you don't think about those things, right, at the, in the moment that the conversation's had. So we, we lived there for probably a few months, 
And in the main area of the home, there was a back bedroom. And for at least a little bit of time, I, st I stayed in that room. And that back room's uh, windows looked out into the back of the property. So I could see the garage and the mother-in-law's apartment pretty clearly through my back or through my bedroom window. Um, and I, I remember on more than one night hearing movement in the backyard, like like loud movement. And I'm, we're talking like the movement of, say, maybe like a large animal in the backyard, you know, and um, and getting up and going out and looking through that window and seeing a figure running <laughs> back and forth Ugh. across that roof. And, and, you know, and of course at the time, again, because of some of my upbringing and because, you know, ghosts and paranormal stuff was just always just normal in our family. Um, realizing that I would like, this was not a living person doing this. And I don't know what it was to this day. I still don't know what that thing was, but I remember uh, the reason that that experience has kind of stayed with me over the years is I remember watching that thing through the window probably over the course of like several nights in a row that it would go and it would it would climb up middle of the night and be out there and it would be making noise and I remember one night <laughs> looking up getting out of bed and actually going up like to the window and looking out the window at this thing as it was moving and I think that was the first time that it noticed I was watching. Oh. <laughs> because the next, the next night, the next night I'd gone to bed, and it was probably, and I was, you know, I was a teenager, and, you know, and of course I, you know, I'd stay up late, you know, playing video games and, and watching TV and shit. Anyway, so so I'm, I'm in my room, and it had to be probably like, you know, 2 a.m. at least at that point, and I had finally just decided to turn off the video game, and I'm getting into bed, and the room is completely dark, right? And, and I start to hear the noise in the yard and I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's out there on the roof again, you know, and, <laughs> anyway, exactly, as Austin was kind of saying, like, when you grow up with these things, yeah, or, when you, or it's not when you grow up with these things, but when you grow up in a, in a situation, in a family and with people around you that are telling you, like, these are normal things, you don't need to be afraid of these things, like, this is just mm -hmm. something that happens, these, these things exist, you know, um, so you don't really, it doesn't, I think it hits you differently, mm -hmm. and you're still fearful, like, you'll still have moments of fear, Right. Um, but but you you process those things differently, you know. Uh, anyway, so um, but the night after it noticed that I noticed it, and I remember it noticed that I watched it because it used to move pretty consistently back and forth across the roof, and that the night prior to this, I was looking at it through the window, and it like it stopped, like what it just it uh, stopped. Uh -huh. Did it look at did it you? Look at you? It, did I, it like... almost, I swear it almost did in looking at its body. And now bear in mind, it's late at night. The, the best I can see of this thing is really primarily, it's looking like basically like a silhouette, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just a dark figure. But based on the movement of its body, I was no longer looking at this thing in profile. It's like this thing was it turned it like it was like, looking at me. Yeah, you know, it had faced me as well, and I was like, "Oh, sh you know, shit! It's, like, <laughs> it's real. This is getting damn it!" You know. And so anyway, so so the night after that, so I'm laying in bed. I finally turn the lights out in my room, and I start to hear noise in the backyard, and I'm not thinking really anything about it. I'm like, "Oh God!" You know, whatever. And um, and do your roof with, thing. And, and but then I have fun on the roof. I look. I with it like I, I look over, and this. 
thing is staring through my bedroom window oh. from oh, the other you. side. Yeah, it's just staring yeah, at us. It. it was the weirdest thing. It was almost like the outline of, a, of an adult man. Okay. Like, that was just outside my window. Only this thing had big yellow eyes. It had yellow eyes instead of big red eyes. I got a weird, uh, like weird it. werewolf yeah. feel. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, the whole time you tell this story, and I, even when you first told it, I'm like, I feel like it's a werewolf. Well, and I don't, I don't think it was. I don't think it was anything like a werewolf. I don't. I, just, I don't like I said. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, even to this day, when I think back about it, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that thing was. And to be honest, at this point in my life, I don't really care. Right. No, um, but fair. But, um, anyway, but <laughs> but it was it was weird though because it was it was. It was like the outline, like it was like in a, a large, like a large man was just staring through, or the shadow of a large man was staring through the window at me as I'm laying in bed with these big, glowing yellow eyes, and um, and it was, and it was at the time, in the moment that something like that happens, you're like you're not thinking clearly, right? But it did. That thing scared the shit out of me. I, I shot out of bed. <laughs> I shot out of that room. Um, you shat your pants. Went out into the living room. I didn't shit. I didn't shit. But it was very much one of those like just those, those that very primitive fear response. Like, like fuck no. Oh my god. Uh-huh. You're that realization like <laughs> like, like there's just a tiny pane of glass between me and whatever the hell this yeah. thing is. Yeah. I got to get out of this room. Yeah. So I like got up and I ran out of that room and um, I just kind of hung so out. So it was room for, right outside your window. Yeah. Like oh. right on the other like side. Like levitating or floating. Well, and so that, at the time, so you don't think about these days details until afterward. Right. right. But that room, the window for that room must have been a good nine, ten feet off the ground. Ooh. Yeah. And there was nothing on the outside yeah. of that house that this thing yeah. was standing I've got on. Chills just thinking it about was it. Like, so, so it was like this was not somebody outside playing a prank. No, no, no. Like, yeah, this no. was you know, um, you really saw it. And yeah. So yeah, and it's so the, it's the glowing eyes. Like I said, yeah. like you said, yeah. I do not do well see, with glowing see, eyes. And, and, and this is another <laughs> funny example of this situation because I'm I'm after this has happened, I'm sitting in the living room of the house, you know, and it's middle of the night, right? And I'm trying to do whatever I can just to kind of, like, keep my mind off of this thing because I'm like, I'm not fucking going back into that room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm not sleeping so, there tonight. So, so anyway, so, so there's a TV. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm turning, I turn the TV on, and, you know, as a teenager, you know, I'm not being conscious of the noise I'm making. So my mother comes in from the other side of the house because she can hear from her room, like, someone has turned the t- TV in the living room on. And it's, like, got to be, like, you know, 2.33 a.m. at this well, point. Well, mom so, seems like you. So. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything Light wakes sleeper. her up. Yep. Yeah, so, so she walks in and she's like, Michael, what are you doing? It's it's middle of, it's the middle of the night. What the hell are you doing? You know, and she's <laughs> looking at it. And so I explained to her what just happened. <laughs> and she kind of just sits down on the couch next to me and she hears me tell this story. Yep. You know, and the she talk. just exactly. Yeah. Sometimes when talk. when a man loves a woman. At that point, I don't think she realized that was a wasted conversation on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when the man loves a woman. I, I'm just joking. I'm but, teasing. Um, you said anyway, but no, she sat there. She listened to what I had to say. You know, and she just kind of, you know, she just, you know, she was quiet and she let me kind of relate. And, you know, and then when all that was done, she was like, it was just a very blase kind of thing. It was like, oh my, you know, oh my God, are you okay? She was just like, well, I mean, this has happened. Let's go in and see if this is still outside the window. And, you know, we, experiences like this are really common in our family. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't necessarily know what that thing is, but this isn't the first time you've encountered something that's been different. This is just a normal thing, you know. And so um, so she was able to, to kind of calm me down a little bit. 
Um, and awesome. I still think I slept on the couch in the living room. Probably. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. She and I, we did go back into my room, right. and you know, we were looking outside. To and confront it and she even asked me, she's like, she's like, should we go out into the backyard? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can't Not tonight, crazy that. woman. Like, not tonight. She's like, should we go out back and see what's going on? I was like, no, I'm not going with that. Mom, badass Italian witch. Yeah. And of course, she's got to get up at like 6 a.m. to go to work. Hold on. Let me grab my wooden spoon. I'll beat the shit out of her. Are you gonna be okay? Are you gonna be all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. You're right. And this one just kind of it, it yeah, surprised me. It, it caught me. Yeah, got, yeah. You know, startled me. And um, and so she went to bed, and I fell asleep watching TV on the couch in the living room. And um, that thing was still out there though for the duration of time that we lived in that house. That I thing was gonna was say, still did, there on did the you have any other experiences? I never, I never had that. I never had it get up into my window again. Okay. I think it, I think it got the response it wanted mm-hmm. that like, night. Like, like, don't, don't be watching me. Don't be watching me. But it was really weird because after that, you know, my, my mother, I think she had an opportunity to go back and talk to the neighbor behind who had said that the young people that used to live in that apartment mm-hmm. were crazy partiers and they were on the roof at night and stuff. And I think she had an opportunity to go back there at one point and she tried to talk with him a little bit about how she was thinking. Like, I don't think that that was the, the, the what you were saying, I don't think that was the people that were living here yeah. before us. And, um, did and she, he did was, she admit that you guys had seen something? No, like I don't think she gave... I think she, she recognized that giving him those details would probably... Like, that would be an uncomfortable yeah, conversation yeah. for him. You know, like, he wouldn't believe her. He thinks she was a nut or something. Do you know you have a werewolf um, on your roof? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And I'm like... I guess that's have the you thing ever heard of, like, Well, you know, it wasn't even... Like, I, I that was my fault. No, I just I when you tell the story because you've told yeah. it more the way than it once. Pastes. I feel yeah. ve- a, a lycanthrope type mm-hmm. energy. That's what I feel. What was that thing we watched it's like, in Washington? Ooh. Like we just had the. But TV I don't know on, if that's true. And then this guy was talking true. about his story about wanting to meet up with a girl in New Orleans, and you said you said the word. It's like a werewolf, but there is a oh, word for um, it. Ruga Rugaru. Yeah. A Rigaru. Oh, yeah. 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 Mom was having a fight with your dad, I think it was. My stepfather. Your, ste- your stepfather. And he was like, no, ghosts don't exist. And then the room that you, you guys you were having this conversation in, there was a big um, was one of those boxing sandbags. Yeah. The, the things yeah. that you can just punch and it doesn't even move. It's big. Right. And yeah. it just starts twirling. I remember that story. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he sees it and he goes white. And he's like, well, that, well, So the basement, <laughs> was where, the basement was where Ron, the, the yeah. spirit I talked about initially, that was where he ended up living. Uh, or staying, um, and he, I believe there was a bedroom downstairs, I think he died down there in the basement, mm-hmm. um, and he would move stuff in the basement all the time. Um, you know, there was um, a big, uh, like a workbench down there, mm-hmm. um, after the, the gentleman that we uh, bought the house from, we bought the house from his widow, um, he, uh, he was a carpenter, and so in the basement, at least on one area of the basement, he had built up like a, a workspace for himself, um, and he, um, 
so we had this bench and and you know mom mom also loves her her power tools yes, and her, she, her, she, her, her tools she's a, she's a man in so, a woman's body yes there you go so anyway so she um anyway so she she loved this workbench and she had that thing full of her own tools mm-hmm. by the time we we lived there for about a year or so um and she we would come downstairs because the laundry room was also in the basement we would come downstairs and like someone would have flipped screwdrivers off the workbench uh, so you come downstairs and there would be screwdrivers all over the floor she put them in the just wrong spot scattered she all put over them the in the wrong spot That's um I don't know I don't know <laughs> I don't know but um and these things were like in like like holders yeah like, you know yeah. like there wasn't these didn't just fall off the workbench like they had to have been lifted, lifted and yeah. thrown to be able to make it to that's where they cool. did, yeah. um, so that house was a really cool house, and it, that's the one that caught fire and burned burned a few years. I, I was just going to say, yeah. fun t- fun fact, yeah. it really did burn because we actually looked at that house again. We were going to move yeah. back, we were considering again. about yeah. buying that yeah. house again, knowing on everything, but we something told us no. So well, we did said you also no, get denied and or it something? was so. Well, we made well, so we the, made an the offer. Sellers kind of. We, oh, so we made it off. We went to look at the house. This is an example of how being psychic can save your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. went into that house. We all had a really bad feeling about it for some reason. Yep. Nothing to do with the past. No. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was really weird because it had been so many years. The house felt very different. Yeah, it, it did. Was like a lot of the spirits that were there when I was living there as a child, like they all had either moved on, or like it's the energy of the home felt mm-hmm. very different. And so we went in and we all, even walking in just for the open house, we all had kind of an odd feeling. You know, like, and ooh. and of course we're like, you know, well, we're the thinking house like, was pretty. There was oh, that, a the house really was nice, gorgeous house. It was a huge, house. huge house, um, and it was yeah, it was a gorgeous house. But um, but we uh, we made an offer on the house. Um, we kind of lowballed because there were some things going on in the house, like, physically, yeah. things in the house that were like we. Yeah, we, we're going to have to do some serious renovation here. We're going to have to do this. We're going to have to update this. And you're, what you're asking for the house based on the area mm-hmm. right now is it's kind of ridiculous. High. It's too high. So we'll give you this based on what the work that we know we're going to have to do to the house. You know, the spiritual stuff wasn't an issue. We're like, we're witches. We'll take care of that. We'll just move in and clear the place. You know? Or we'll we're make them work for us. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so but they wouldn't meet our offer. They're like, oh, no, no, we're going to, we're selling well, no, they, for they, this. So they, we won't go. They, they countered. With something really stupid, and we're like, nope, we're done. We walked away. Yeah, and it, and then like within a year, that house like it caught burned. fire and burned. That like, was it the was one behind the house still there. The apartment was still there. Yeah, yeah, it didn't burn. Should we drive there some night and see? We could. Yes, we could. I would love that. Yes. <laughs> I, be- I believe even after the house caught fire and burned, I believe they um, they did rebuild it. Mm. So it is. The house is still there, or or I should say, I should say, a house is still there, and house is still there. I don't know if it's the same. Yeah. Design, you know, but um, that was a cool house, though. That was a very interesting So thinking house. of that for you, Mike, why do you think that these specific ghosts get attached to the houses? Or what is their purpose? Why haven't they moved on? Do you well, think be, they to, should be moved on? To be fair, some of those or, move with us. Like when we've moved okay. from house to house, so some just, of those yeah, ghosts asking, come with us. Yeah, so like she George, came in I mean, and it was so a different For example, energy. like this house, I think, based on the communication that we had with some of the spirits in the house, Ron was there because he had, basically he had been trapped there mm. in life because of the injuries that he had sustained during the war that he was in he really by when he got home like he was he was unable he couldn't walk like he was unable to leave that house and he he died in that house and he was very angry about how he died and i think he died fairly young like i think he was only in his 40s so that's why he kind of um no he lived with his family for a time and then um i think what happened is that the family that was there, they either, 
moved away or like somebody died, like his his last parent died or something, and he was in the house alone for a few years. He had a caretaker, like there was a nurse or somebody that would come in and take care of her because at that point he was like barely mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, and we got all these details from the woman we bought the house from because she had actually been friends with Ron's family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so anyway, but he died in that house, and, and he was uh, hostile. He was angry, and he he was one of these spirits where you'd go downstairs, and he would come up right behind you mm, and be like right you up, up against you, like you could feel like mm. like someone's chest pressed against your back. Um, Bubble. <laughs> exactly, and he would just kind of stand there, and it was like, and I remember oh, one of the other things that was funny about that house. I remember when we moved in, and I this is the first time I lived in a house that had anything like this. So of course, this is the coolest thing ever, right? <laughs> Um, but anyway, so the upstairs bathroom had this like little hidden compartment on one side of the cabinet that was a laundry chute. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember thinking like, this is so cool. I could like put my dirty clothing in here and like, boom, it's already in the laundry room. You know, uh, you know, and it's (laughs) anyway. So, um, but it was weird because I remember one time, uh, or more, more on more than one time going into that upstairs bathroom and, um, Almost like, like hearing noise or something like almost uh, like echoing up through yeah. the laundry chute, <laughs> and like getting a little freaked out. Like, yeah, like, like <laughs> I better finish brushing my teeth fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something's yeah. coming. I better get out of yeah. here. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to be right. here when they get up to the like, top. Like, pee faster, Mike. Pee faster. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, and so anyway, so uh, but um, yeah, that house had so much activity. So I think the reason that he was there is because he basically he been kind of stuck there mm. and I think under the circumstances because he was so angry when he died like he just yeah he was, that energy he was stuck. yeah he was mm. kind of bound to that space even after he died the second person um or the, or the, the woman that we bought the house from uh, I wish I could remember her name now um her her last name was Nielsen huh. Olsen. 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 <laughs> Olsen sorry yes that's where I'm, yeah I'm thinking <laughs> Olsen um and uh, Mr. Olson, he was, again, he was a carpenter. And when they bought that house, I believe he was the one that had turned that house from the duplex that someone had turned it into back into a big house. And he did a good job. He did. The house was through, awesome. It was beautiful. Um, well, the house pretty. changed quite a bit by the time you got to see it when I was younger. Right, it was, but it he made it beautiful. Like, when we saw it but, most um, recently before it burned, yeah. that was, yeah. it was it was beautiful. It was a nice house. Um, but he, uh, not only had he done that to the home, but he had also, because he was a carpenter, he had done all of these really intricate, like, wooden inlays, like, in the walls. And he had built, like, these really elaborate shelves and things that were, like, built into the walls. And, like, these cool, like, cabinets and drawers in the kitchen, like, where, like, the, like, the cabinet would pull out of the wall. Like, he had done really cool stuff to this house. Um, and he had built in the basement, which I think at one point, other than the one room in the basement, the one bedroom in the basement, the rest of the ba- basement was pretty much like those old cellar basements, like the mm-hmm. concrete cellar basements right. where it had like the concrete ledge all the way yeah. around the outside. Um, and he had built cabinets in to, uh, to, uh, to wow. on top of that shelf, but he hadn't built the cabinets back in all the way to the wall. Okay. Because then they would have been too deep to be able to reach all the way in, right? Mm-hmm. So as kids, it was really cool because you could oh. go downstairs <laughs> and you could get behind one of those cabinets on one end of the house 
and go all the way around to the opposite end of the house. Oh my gosh, like we had so much passage, fun. Right? Yeah. It was a really That's cool awesome. house. Yeah. It was a really close. Anyway, so but he had put so much love into this house and his widow, even when we bought the house, she said that she still felt him there mm. and that she didn't believe that he would ever leave that home because he had put so much love and work into so that house. So much into that house. Um, and he was still there by the time we moved out. Wow. You know, and we lived there. I think we were only there for about four or five years. We didn't live there for very long. Um, but it was, a, it was a cool house and probably one of the most haunted places I've ever been in. But, yeah. So, Thank anyway. you. That was awesome that you shared that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should do another one of these because I know we all have other stories. So I thought about they? telling the one about... we got to like, go the, on a werewolf trip after there this. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. We've got to go check out the werewolf at the old house. Um, I thought about doing the one with like the Motel 6 when I was a kid. That's I'll a just good save one that too. one for another Save episode. it for another time. Yeah. We have the. You have to bring at, your mom we have puppies here too. Yes. Oh God, mom has some really crazy ones. We should Mom's get her on. We should have her talk about the old farm and the blue lady. Oh. Well, I also Ooh. like. Well, I also yeah. like the story where she take, took you to the the monk place. Oh, the old monastery up in the monastery. Yeah. Yes, because that, that was a jump story. Yes. Yeah, that was crazy. And you don't think that something like that gonna ha- like it's a church? You yeah. Don't think, like, it's a monastery. I'm gonna walk into a church and it's gonna attack me. That's right, yeah. That's a cool story, too. Uh, we joked about that for years after. So like, it's because you're a witch. The spirits of that church recognized you were evil. You know, like, you know, they attacked you. They were trying to, it's like, no, no. no. That was, wasn't it. Um, that was such a cool place, that monastery. It's a shame they shut that place down. Um, anyway, I know, I'm sure we're probably... We're one, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going on like an hour and 40 hey, minutes. Hey, Austin, so. what kind of a horse do you go stride? A nightmare. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Palomino. <laughs> a Palomino. Palomino. Oh, I thought Palomino. Like, oh, never mind. A bony. Um, <laughs> a bony. There you go. That's a good one, too. A bony. Oh, boy. Dad jokes. Aren't they fun? Okay. Yeah. Oh, my dad just told me one. Oh, my gosh. He just literally sent me a text with a dad joke. I'm like, are you serious? He says, I saw an ad for a guitar for sale cheap. No strings attached. <laughs> no shit. He just said. <laughs> That's okay. what I like to call a knee slapper. Yeah. That's a dad joke. All right. Joke. Okay. Well, let's let's wrap it up again. This was kind of just a fun bonus episode. We'll be back next week with a, a skinning up story. Another one. Save that, Save that, another, save that for another one. There you go. Yeah, we'll have to do another spooky story. That one's this was actually a lot of fun. Um, anyway, I thought this would be a fun one. It would give people to listen a chance to kind of get to know some of us a little bit more, too. Um, so, anyway. Um, I could do the one where I cast out a demon. Yeah. Right, that would be fun. Okay. All right, well, I think we're going to call this an episode. Does anybody yeah. have anything else they want to? No. All right. Yeah. Have a right. safe We've talked your ears off. Halloween. Yes. Shadowfest. Shadowfest. Samhain. All the things. All things. All safe day. All safe day. So, yeah. happy so Halloweener. Yes. <laughs> this was fun, and thank you for listening to us. <laughs> it was great being here. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed our stories. That's all right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.